0: Welcome to Steve's Rules, a periodic podcast featuring Steve Nelson, Executive Principal at McCormick Group, in the Law and Government Affairs Practice. My name is Marie Coffee, and I am the Principal of M. Coffey, a law firm, marketing, and business development boutique. For more information, please visit my website at mcoffee.net. Steve has been an executive recruiter for nearly three decades, and without naming names, He is ready to spill the tea on best practices and maybe a few not so best practices by firms and candidates uh, that he has seen during his career recruiting some of the most driven and successful professionals into highly profitable and growing firms. Steve is a former lawyer and journalist and is a fellow of the College of Law Practice Management and a proud son of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Full transparency here, Steve has helped my career immensely through the years and has become something of a career shaman to me, and I know many others. Today, we're going to look at a specialized, nuanced, and high-stakes form of executive recruiting. Like the springtime cherry blossoms in Washington, D.C., the recruiting season for administration officials looking to leave government and join private practice is short and specific. Stephen and his colleagues at the McCormick Group, have placed dozens of government attorneys, including cabinet officials, agency heads, and members of Congress in law firms and other professional services jobs around the U.S. and abroad. First, hello, Steve, and did I get all that right?
1: Yes, Murray, thanks a lot, and it's great to be with with you here.
0: So, Steve, um, McCormick
1: Group has
0: a lot of different practices, but this is one of the practices, this, this, uh, you know, recruiting for, for, from, from government into law firms and other, other professional services organizations, that is, uh, is kind of a, uh, more, I would say it's more of a niche, more, more than a niche rather, um, uh, for, for, uh, the recruiting world. And it's especially relevant because of your location of your, your firm, which is, which is in the greater Washington DC metro, uh, area. Um, so we should talk a little bit. Why don't we start out talking a little bit about um, kind of the whys and hows of uh, hiring a partner level talent uh, from a government? We are in, you know, we're we're getting into we're in the middle of that season right now. There's probably a lot of discussions going on. Um, and so, why why would a firm consider doing this, uh, and what benefit or challenge will it bring to the firm? All
1: right so uh uh it, it is the season you're you're absolutely right uh this is the uh, third year of a, a presidential term and uh, most of the top officials if they're going to move during the administration they're going to move this year they won't they can't wait until next year because at that point uh there'll be a lot of pressure for them to stay uh for for law firms uh it's for many practices it's really critically important that they have, the talent from government in their firms because the strategy of dealing with particular government agencies, the know-how, the inside information about how things get done in government and the kinds of arguments that make sense and the kinds of arguments that don't make sense, that's um, that's critical. And that does change from administration to administration and from year to year. So having the most up-to-date talent coming from some of the key federal agencies is critical.
0: So let me, let me um, tail back to something here. You, that was an interesting comment you made about bringing in somebody who understands the current uh, administration. So when you have an admin when you anticipate that you're going to have an administration that will have two terms, that particular, that particular uh, recruiting decision is one that can be especially valuable uh, for the, for the firms because they're, they're going to get insights not only into the end of the, the this this particular term, but into the next term, and that's oftentimes when you know a lot of stuff is happening.
1: Right, and, and let me just point out that even if there is a, a shift in administration, mm-hmm. many of these individuals are in the independent agencies, Securities Exchange Commission, Federal Trade okay. Commission, mm-hmm. and the like, and those policies don't shift as much because they are. They have been built to be more apolitical than, let's say, um, you know, the Treasury Department or some other agency. So the know-how at the SEC, it doesn't change that much from administration to administration.
0: Got it. Got it. So when should a firm be focused on hiring top federal officials? What's the kind of a, what's the the tell that you are a firm that, that needs
1: this? Right, I think as I said earlier, now is the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, now is the time to be focused on bringing in the top talent uh, from, from the agencies. Now there'll be certain people, whether they're political appointees or whether they're just top level career people that will wait to the end of administration. But if you're looking to uh, recruit somebody out of an administration, uh, now is the really good time uh, mm-hmm. to bring those people in. Because again, as I indicated earlier, you get to a point where it's really hard to disengage yourself from the the political scene.
0: So let's touch a little bit on the ethical considerations for hiring somebody out of the federal government. I know that there are, there are a number of them. I expect that many firms have an understanding of some of it, but they probably don't understand the impact of all of it. So let's talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, so generally Uh, there is uh, a one or a two year ban on appearing before an agency if you're um, a high level official from any of the agencies. And that's, uh, and that is honored. I mean, this is not something to play around with. Um, On the other hand, it does not prevent you from having, having advising your clients about how a particular agency might handle a particular situation. So there's still a lot of value that those officials can provide um, one other ethical consideration. I do want to mention is that that really really relates to the recruiting is that uh, all the agencies have recusal rules about uh, talking to prospective employers, and therefore uh, a lawyer will have to recuse themselves once once it becomes active with a particular firm, and that really goes to your strategy if you're a government official as to how you want to go about uh, looking at opportunities.
0: And, and is, is engaging in a discussion with a recruiter, does that trigger the recusal um, uh, requirement or is it, is it when you're actually look entertaining a, a a possible, a possible offer, not even an offer?
1: Mm. Yes. I mean, talking to recruiter about potential opportunities does not uh, 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 in, indicate any kind of recusal situation. You're free to talk. You're free to talk about the firms, and you know, uh, the recruiter should obviously tell you about the certain firms and you know what they provide. So all that is is open. Uh, the rules, as as we understand them, is once a resume gets transferred to a firm, or there is some level of clear interest ex- expressed by both the firm and the candidate. That triggers recusal. Okay. Uh, and that's important because if 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 you're a government official and you decide to do this by yourself, which many people do, um, you have to be really careful about which firms you want to talk to. Because once you start talking, there's a recusal issue. And if you're the kind of person who's going to be in demand from a, a number of firms, you want to limit those number of firms to the ones you're really interested in. Hard to do if you're not using somebody like us as a recruiter
0: that's that's really that's really uh interesting so there's there, you're the 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 executive recruiters kind of form a buffer then between between each for this and, and and it's not there's no there's nothing untoward about it it's just it's just a, a a way to do a way to do business so so that people can entertain you know multiple you know multiple ideas you know at, at, at the same time um and I think it's always, you know, I uh, my background, as you know, is in marketing and business development at, at large law firms, and so I've had <clears throat> quite a bit of experience working with lawyers coming out of government, mostly federal government, but some state agencies as well. Um, and I have to be honest, Steve, the 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 um, the the success of of some of these 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 folks is variable um and so i wonder if you can talk a little bit as as you see you know firms and candidates you know how do you know like you never can know for sure but how do you weigh out kind of where the greater what, what kind of an environment needs to be available to a to a candidate um or then you know partner to help them become successful
1: right so uh i really think there are like two important criteria that a firm ought to be considering when they're looking at a lateral coming out of government. One is the exact role that that official plays in policy and decision-making and how critical is it to the business community? Because there could be people who are really uh, terrific lawyers, have a great pedigree, but maybe they're at, a, at an agency that's not doesn't not have a tremendous impact on, on business. Example would be, in many cases, not always, the State Department. Great lawyers but very few of them are going to have an impact on right. on 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 the state of business. Um, the other the other thing that I would say that's important is somebody coming out of government has to have the desire to succeed in the private sector, and the private law practice in particular. If we're we're looking at those kinds of opportunities, and so somebody has got to understand that it's a business, and that you as a as a lawyer, you're expected to either bring in the business directly or at least be part of the team that brings in business and if you're not if that's not what drives you if you're driven by public policy and you know changing the world and making it a better place um uh, you're probably not the right kind of person for a um uh for a law firm it's you've got what have that hunger to do it and sometimes what we run into are people who the first thing they say is, I, I really would like to go in house you know into a corporation where I won't have to do all those things and then if I that doesn't work then I'll look at a law firm to me that's a tell that this is a person who probably is going to have a difficult time making it at a private law firm
0: yeah yeah I think I think that's a that's a a great insight um how long i know this is this this again is another one of these you know look in your crystal ball kind of questions but but how long will it take for governor um, government official to really develop a practice? What's the, I've, you know, my view is it's longer than the firm's think. but what do you think? What do, what right. do, what do you know?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think firms right now, firms have finally decided that or have figured out that the person's not going to develop it in the first year. I think they've now gotten to the point where they're thinking two years, but even that is, is a difficult ask, I think, for for yeah. a lateral to be yeah. completely fully sort of operational. There are exceptions, of course. But I think it's got you got to be looking at this as a three-year point for that person I, to be fully operational. My, my experience is
0: absolutely um, unless that person's coming in, sorry for j- jumping on the other. Um unless that person is coming in sort of pre-wired with with maybe you know a lot of a lot of different ways to to bring in business. And some are, you know, they that's just how they are. Um, it's, it's gotta be a three-year commitment, but, but it, you know, by year two, you're going, you're going to know if they're getting some, some traction. Um, and, and that's, I think what you have to see in year two, at least from my perspective, year two is critical insofar as, you know, is this person meshing with firm culture? Are they getting out there with their, with their partners? Um, are they adding value to client conversations? Know, mm-hmm. If that's if that's happening and it's consistent and the partners are partners are seeking out this person to bring with them, um, that the next step is going to be you know, that person bringing in their own business. But that will come if they're if they're able to to manage themselves within the firm.
1: Yeah, and even in year one, the firm <laughs> should have should have some signals as to whether this is going to work. You know, is yeah. that person going out and meeting people? Uh, are they. Uh, involved in client pitches are they writing are they uh participating in firm events or yeah. blogs yeah. or anything else all of that should be pretty much figured out the first year now I will also say though there's a responsibility of the firm to really involve them and that's yes. not easy because you know firms are are not great at getting these people integrated because partner you know the partners that they're dependent on are often they're out you know, traveling or they're working on client matters and, you know, helping a new lawyer, you know, integrate into the firm. It's not their top priority. Firms have to really make it a a higher priority.
0: And I'll offer this to any of the candidates that are, that are listening out there and thinking that they want to move in this direction. Um, You know, as, as a long time marketing and business development professional, I've got 20 years under my belt. I was working as a, CMO at Amlock 100 firms for the last 13 years. Um, if you are a candidate coming in and you don't have a book like a like a like a, um, a government candidate, make sure you make a beeline to that marketing and business development team and start to see what they can do to help you um, build out. you you're, you're you'll have a little bit of notoriety um, in, a, in a positive sense when you when you first come in, and there may be some really great opportunities. Uh, to promote you. Also, I think, you know, to the extent it's possible to do this, and I have done it, um, ask to meet the people who are running the marketing and BD function within uh, the practice that you're, that you're going to be in and make sure that they understand who you are and what you're all about, and why you've been brought into the firm. Because a lot of times, you know, we wind up with a, with a, a, you know, a lateral coming in and, you know it's it's you know the first time we meet them first time we talk to them is is the second day they're on the job and um and it doesn't have to be that way it it shouldn't be that way
1: right i, I agree that la- lateral sh- should be investigating yeah. the each firm they're talking to what their approach is to marketing bd and part of that is meeting, you know, the top people involved to get the perspective of how they would actually help them uh, yeah. develop uh, develop their business.
0: Well, Steve, the clock on the wall says we're uh, we're just about at time, um, and we've been talking about some pretty heavy subjects here. We're talking about careers. We're talking about about money. We're talking about big old law firms and government practice, and it's it's a lot of big. Decisions and um, and a, and there none of them are light decisions. Um, so maybe you can take us out with something a little bit lighter. Something I know about Steve that a lot of people may not know or may not be common knowledge is that Steve, uh, in his uh, his Steve's side hustle, is as a, a stand-up uh, comedian. Um, and so uh, Steve, maybe you can you can you can close us out with a, a humorous uh, anecdote or or, uh, or or even a joke. I like yeah. jokes
1: okay yeah no uh um uh, we've learned a lot um in the in the business of recruiting and this isn't just for government lawyers uh this is really uh, for all all candidates of all sorts is there's a secret language of candidates uh and they will tell you something which sounds really good but if you investigated it, it might mean something else and my favorite thing that I hear from candidates particularly those who've left a job and, you know, it's not, yeah, maybe not of their own volition. A lot of times they'll say, well, it really was a mutual decision, you know, for me to leave. And I interpret that as an armed guard had to escort you out. (laughs) You
0: you left in, 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 in ankle shackles, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: So, well, that's, that's, that's good to know. It's kind of, kind of a, kind of a, a interesting uh, perspective uh, because candidates do try to spin things. And I will promise you when you're working with somebody like Steve, who has as many years under his belt as, as he has, um, there's very little spin that's going to get spun uh, around Steve Nelson. Well, Steve, thank you. This has been a, a great conversation. Um, <clears throat> I look forward to more. We've got a couple more plans. So please subscribe, stay tuned, Steve, anything you want to, you want to say before we, before yeah, I just
1: want to, I want to say, thank you. I'm really excited to be doing this series. I think uh, I'm hoping that we can help both the, the law firms and the candidates get to a better place.
0: Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Steve. And we'll talk soon.